0: Green Divas heart wildlife. Who can resist all those videos and images of adorable baby animals? But sometimes these adorable creatures really need our help. Let's celebrate wild animals, learn about them, and do what we can to help them. Well, Green Divas do heart wildlife. And I'm back with one of our go to wildlife champions, Lori Ann Bird. She is the Environmental Health Director for the Center for Biological Diversity. Um, and she's out there fighting the good fight and helping us learn and understand how we can help. Um, so, today I think we're talking a bit about the EPA's risk assessment for bee-killing pesticides, and what's wrong with that? Hey, Loriann, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm okay. So I think we, um, yeah, like what's up with the EPA here? What's going on?
1: Well, so last week the EPA put out a pollinator risk assessment for a pesticide called imidacloprid, Which is one of the pesticides, uh, neonicotinoid pesticides, that's become famous in recent years for being a leading cause of bee declines. So, in that risk assessment, EPA uh, took a look at how imidacloprid is affecting our pollinators. Um, Okay. Interestingly, EPA called it a pollinator risk assessment, but it looked at exactly one pollinator. The honeybee, which of course is not a native pollinator, um, and is one of many, many species. You know, pollinators right. come in many forms. Pollinators, bats are pollinators, birds, right? And bats, bats are absolutely important pollinators that aren't looked at enough. And then there are about forty three hundred species of native bees in North America okay. that EPA also did not look at. So they just looked at the honeybee in this pollinator risk assessment. Uh-huh. Um, this is really problematic, because even in the world of bees, we know that honeybees are much less sensitive to these bee-killing pesticides than our native bees. Um, in fact, one study showed that native bees com- completely stopped reproducing when exposed to a level of neonicotinoid that didn't even affect honeybees. So much uh, more sensitive. OK. Um, But imidacloprid is a uniquely potent systemic neurotoxin um, that, you know, it can directly kill a bee, but it also has very insidious subacute effects. Um, For example, it will affect their homing instinct. They won't be able to find their way back to the hive. Ah. It will cause them to eat less, and so they're weak. Um, Right. It reduces their ability to successfully fight off predators. So all the things that you would imagine that right. um, a creature wouldn't be able to do well, right. <laughs> when it, it has poisoning from a neurotoxin, oh no, um, are happening. So EPA took a look, and a lot of people were really excited because they said, "Look, EPA has acknowledged that <laughs> the stuff is harming bees." But you know that acknowledgement was really. <laughs> to me, it was not very exciting because there are actually thousands of studies that say that this is hurting bees. So this isn't like, you know, there's not a live controversy. Yeah. Right. As much as the pesticide industry would like people to think that we don't have a good understanding about what's affecting our bees, we know that these pesticides are really um have causing severe harm to our pollinators and making them more susceptible to many other threats that they face. Right. For example, they you know have less forage, and so if they're already eating less because um, because they've been exposed to a neurotoxin and they're not finding their way home very well because right. their homing instinct is affected, of course when a wasp comes in to affect them, they're not going to have the strength to... Right successfully fight Right. So they're all. So all much more vulnerable
0: and, and it's, it's a cascading effect.
1: Absolutely. So not only did EPA not consider any other species, um, and, you know, in coming out with this revelation that this is affecting bees, they also um, relied very heavily on industry science despite oh. the abundance of peer-reviewed independent science. And so they, you know, in talking about um, the different crops that affect bees that are treated with this pesticide, they used a very, very narrow analysis um, that was deeply flawed, very Uh-oh. deeply flawed methodology. Um, and so they weren't able to capture the full scope of the effects on her bees.
0: All right, so this is important. This is why you do what you do, because you understand you know, a lot of people will take on face value. Well, it's a good thing, you know, uh, but 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 because we don't understand fully what uh, what the implications are. So, well,
1: well and it's a, it is a good thing that they're looking at the risks. Yeah, but they actually need to give it a rigorous scientific analysis. They actually need to look at all the pollinators, and they need to do what the European Union has done, which is ban this pesticide, recognizing that it is absolutely inappropriate for use in our environment because it is so incredibly toxic right. to pollinators.
0: Right. So what would you suggest that people do other than not use the stuff? Please, number one, just don't <laughs> use it. And, and I, know, I know that there are um, m- many, you know, on your website and, and, and ours, there are many alternatives to, to some mm-hmm. of this nasty, gnarly stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But what
0: else can people do to help educate themselves and maybe take some action?
1: One really important thing that folks can do is when you go to the nursery to buy plants, make sure that those nursery plants have not been treated with neonicotinoids. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: We've we've had a a very large and successful campaign with our coalition partners targeting Lowe's, Home Depot, and a number of other large retailers. Um, So we're we're working hard at it, um, and phase-outs are happening, um, but, you know, it's still very much worth asking when you go to buy a nursery plant because the last thing you want to do is be buying plants that specifically attract pollinators, you know, and then end up killing them. So that's a really important step you can take. We'll also be sending out an action alert towards the end of the comment period, which is in about 45 days. So maybe in uh, five weeks from now we'll be sending out an action alert asking people to ask EPA to give this stuff a much more rigorous analysis. Oh, good. Um, take it off the market. So
0: if you haven't signed up yet, you can go to biologicaldiversity.org? Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure that uh, you can sign up for their newsletter and alerts and and whatever you need to do to stay on top of some of this stuff. And it never hurts to walk into your nursery. And the more people that demand... plants that are not treated with these pesticides and neonicotinoids um, or whatever, I'm probably saying it wrong whatever, You know, the more of us that speak up, the more demand there is for clean and healthy non-toxic treatment
1: Absolutely, you know, in, here in Portland Oregon, we got the city to ban neonicotinoids um, for city use earlier this year Yeah, um,
0: it's huge well,
1: Last year, it's now 2016 so in 2015 we got that to happen, and it was very funny because um, we had a nursery owner's association get up there and say, all nurseries will go out of business, and we can't survive without this stuff. And
0: uh-huh.
1: um, But this person, you know sort of just this mouthpiece and the very next person to testify said, I am a nursery owner, I recognize pollinators are absolutely essential to the living world and I would never in a million years use these pesticides in my nursery. So let's right. let's get together and support those kinds of nursery owners.
0: Yeah. And everybody clapped and cheered. <laughs> It was a wonderful moment. Yeah. I love it. Well, <laughs> Lorianne, thank you for being on the front lines and helping us understand what's, what's happening and what the implications are. And, uh, you know, helping us become more educated so we can take action and make sure that uh, we're doing our best for our wildlife. Thank you so much, Lorianne.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Green Divas Heart Wildlife. Please visit thegreendivas.com, that's T-H-E, greendivas.com, to learn more about wildlife, nature, and a whole lot more.